What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel, and we're bringing you once again another episode of Outside the Arena. This week, obviously, uh, not been too, too busy in the sports world. I mean, you know, George Springer did end up signing with the Blue Jays. We talked uh, about George Springer, actually, on the our second channel, OTA Clips, before he signed. We both had him going to the Mets. Unfortunately, that did not happen to the Blue Jays. Gave him a six-year, $150 million contract. But we do talk about some other free agents. So, uh, like we said, OTA Clips, I'll put a link in the description. Check that out. Subscribe to that channel. That's going to be a breaking news kind of stuff. And, you know, more like debate-style segments, stuff like that will be on there. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting to see. But today, we're just going with the normal episode. But before we start, I do want to give my condolences to the Aaron family. Uh, rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Uh, one of the greatest players to ever play the game of Major League Baseball, unfortunately passed away today. Uh, I believe he was 86 years old. So, uh, you know, condolences, prayers go to his family. Uh, huge loss for the game of baseball. Um, and yeah, but today, you know, we'll uplift the mood. Not going to talk about any baseball, unfortunately, today, but we will talk some football. So, Mac, if you want to pull up your fantasy lineup, we will get started with that. Let's do it. Last one of the year. Last one of the year. We got to make it a good one. Got to get this yep. dub. We got one so yep. far. We got to get number two in the final week, I think. Uh, so it's going to be a tough one. So this is going to be a weird one because there's two games. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like we kind of need to pick. I mean, Aaron Jones is even like risky against the, uh, yeah. the freaking. Oh my God. Is I mean, but we'll, he'll probably play. I mean, Leonard Fournette played good last week. I won't lie. Yeah, um, you know, he looked really good last week. I'm just kind of concerned about uh, how he's done before that. He really hasn't even had an average game since, like, the beginning of November. That was kind of his first. Yeah, running back is thin this week. Gavin Singletary, I, I know he did terrible last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dang. And then you got Jamal. I Lloyd. think we have to pick Aaron Jones. I don't think we have a choice. I think we literally yeah. have to take him and then know. pick another one of those Buccaneers guys. Um. I mean, if maybe Fournette, what has Fournette done the past few weeks? That is too big. Okay. Man. That's pretty good, but yeah. I mean, let's, let's put him in. And we happens. can always swap him out for Rojo if need be. Yep. Why don't we get the, the defense out of the way real quick? All right. That's not even maybe the best one. Yeah. I mean, these are all high powered offenses. So um, yeah. we're going to go with that one probably oh, yeah cheapest quarterback maybe out the way too well the cheapest one is brady so i guess we'll probably yeah. take him for 28 i don't hate that <laughs> this is not even that complicated guys this is just you know pretty straight to the point the quickest one we do um yeah cameron break break could be interesting bro he's been playing really good yeah big game last week what was his points last week like exactly Seven. Oh, he only had – I thought he had a touchdown. Yeah, I, know. Taken away. I, th- I swear he had that one touchdown. Um, Tanya maybe is probably the best out of the cheaper guys. Yeah. Might have to put him in. <laughs> this is easier. Than, I don't know. <laughs> That's quick. This is going to be a quick episode today. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like Stephon Diggs is a really, really good option. Yeah. I feel like he always gets just consistent. Maybe – yeah, well, yeah, we probably yeah, this is so hard. This is against Carl Davis. I mean, AB is out. Maybe we could do like if we want someone cheap, like a Scotty Miller. Why are they, are they both really questionable? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just they're probably more we could go for like a um a Scotty Miller because he's yeah, gonna get more playing with AB out, and he that? might be cheap. We kind of need someone cheap. Is she not? Are they? Oh, oh there he is. Ten bucks. That's that's pretty good. Cheap. Nice pick. Now we kind of need another cheap guy so we can like splurge a little. This is crazy. <laughs> oh my god. So, so you go, what if we get a guy that's like sixteen? We could put in Devontae Adams. Wait, oh no, I just no 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 six. Oh my oh. god. Who are the other like ten dollar options? I'm just curious. I didn't, know, I didn't even know Kenny Stills was on the Bills. Me too. 
Um, this is crazy, bro. This is like hard to make a lineup. It's so slim. I mean, I guess we'll have to go for like a what's Gabriel? What did Gabriel Davis? I mean, we had Diggs. So. Did Gabriel Davis? No, yeah, no. Nope. Play. Nope. Harvin for thirteen. Yeah. Lazard, maybe I don't know. Checking some guys last week. First, if he plays, that could be good. Yeah, number one, arguably the best pass defense. Put up seventeen. Put him in, honestly. All right, put him in. Flex. And then we have what thirty-one. Oh. So we're gonna want to do a a few more dollars. We could add a beast. Maybe we use those few dollars on like a. I don't know. God damn. What if we upgrade Tanyan to Kelsey? All right. So we put Kelsey in. And then we have negative three. <laughs> no, but we take out oh, Tanyan, oh. I'm saying. I thought I clicked on a uh... so Kelsey. 15. 15. And then you could get a Jamal Williams. I actually couldn't be it. You know, be that bad. No, <laughs> can't do that. That's... We'd have to do like a John Brown or something like that. What John Brown do last week? Okay, <laughs> eleven targets. It's kind of consistent. I'm fine with that. Take those uh, average ten point games. I'll t- it's all right. So let's go through. We might even be able to use that. I mean, okay, the dollar's good because if Rojo plays, then maybe you just throw Rojo in. Instead. Yeah, yeah. That's that not bad to have. This is smart. this is bonkers. This is. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. So, I mean, look, and looking at what we have, we have Brady, Aaron Jones, Fournette, Diggs is good, Scotty Miller, Lazard are kind of like toss ups, Kelsey, John Brown, Chiefs D. Dude, this is weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get this is, but it's probably the best. This team could do really good. You know, Unless honestly, you like but. just loaded up on all the stars and then just got people who are like $5 so are not going to even play. <laughs> are there guys who are $5? Like, what's the cheapest? Oh, uh, no way. I it was 10. Yeah. We just put like a bump. We don't even start a quarter. You, do you have to fill in every position? That, I don't know. Wait. No. Yeah, you do. You need it. That would have been cheese, bro. <laughs> you just get, oh my gosh. That would have been something. You get like the bums. Yeah. That, <laughs> I doubt that. You take out like Lazard, Scotty, and John for like a, a Devontae Adams. <laughs> That that would be a move. I mean, we what, how much is Devontae Adams? He's thirty eight. So if we try and get two more dollars somewhere else, we could get him instead of Diggs if we want. I don't know if that's even like a possibility or. I mean, if we drop Kelsey for. Um, if we drop Kelsey for. I'm trying to think if there's a. Let me see if my brain can hit, make it uh, figure it out easier this way. If we put in, so we would have tw- 24. Hours. 24. So 21. Then we could get uh, 35. Oh, wait. Take out John Brown for Devontae Adams. Wait, say that again? Oh, jo- oh yeah. John Brown for Devontae Adams. There we go. Oh. I like that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely better. <laughs> so we have I mean we do have three pack the only good thing about Kelsey is we have zero Chiefs I will yeah. say yeah and he's always consistent yeah. so do we want it's a question of if we want Devontae and Dawson or Kelsey and John Brown well, let's see what Dawson's been doing probably not much <laughs> it may be Kelsey it may be Kelsey but Devontae's so good right Whoops. what's Devontae doing nope oh. That's not one. All right, Devontae. I mean, 17 against Ramsey. What I do you like Kelsey did. I don't think he did much, but where, where the heck is it? Nine. He got nine. nine. Yeah, that was his worst game. Or second worst. Hmm. Oof. Kelsey may be the move. I mean, we could also – Yeah. Ah, what's Kelsey done? Kelsey. Let's see. 20, 19, 18. Oh, oh boy. I think it's going to be hard for us. I mean, Devontae can go. Maybe what we do is we try and get Kelsey and Devontae and take out Diggs. Yeah. So, if we were to take out Diggs, 
and put Kelsey here, you would have 12. And what are the Equinamius St. Brown? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. receiver, huh. number one receiver. How is Scotty right. Miller 10? Scroll down. Maybe there's someone that will play. Tyler Johnson also could have uh, opportunities. Um, where else can we save money? Has been doing. Where else can we save? Um, feel. What are the other running backs? I guess. Well, I no no no. Put put Devontae at wide receiver, and then we could always throw in like a a Dawson Knox or something. Yeah, Yeah, that's smart. I wonder. So I wonder if you look at lower running backs. Um, get a. 11 last week. Daryl Williams. And that's six, so then Bob we have 19. He practiced, okay. I mean, do we put Clyde in instead of Leonard, maybe? Instead of Leonard. What is he and doing? then we have 14. So he's been eh. Clyde there. could go off, though. Yeah. His potential. I just don't know. What about EJ? Or do we just go back to our normal lineup and just forget about um, Devonta? Or we could keep it like this and then put Knox in too. Yeah. Um, well, if we did, if we got up to 14, we could put John Brown. Maybe we do that. Put Clyde in for Leonard and then John Brown back in. All right. I think I like that. Clyde in. And then if worse comes to worse, you start Daryl Williams instead and you can adjust it. Yeah. All right. All right. That's I like a, this. You save. And uh, this is, that was a weird. We got to read it off for the, uh, for the audio listeners at home. All right. We got quarterback Tom Brady, Clyde, Edward, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Aaron Jones, Scotty Miller, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazar, Travis Kelsey, John Brown, and Chiefs defense. So, yeah, a little bit of a weird lineup to say the least, but uh, uh, a good one, I think. I, I like that lineup. I'm not going to lie. It, I think it's the best of the weirdest that we've done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, pretty solid. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that will, I guess, take us to uh, talking about what we saw last week and, and then previewing the games ahead. And actually, I wonder, um, actually, if we go, do you still have your bracket from um, when we did the brackets? Do you have your bracket on your computer? I'm not sure. Because I'm thinking real quick, maybe. I could pull mine up, see how we're doing. Um, so I'll actually, I can actually do that real quick. Let's All see. right. So real quick, we'll do something a little interesting. I'll give Max some time to to pull it up if he can find it. So let's just look at what I got. So right now I actually predicted three of the four teams that would be in the, in the, uh, in the conference championships right here. Um, so my bracket's looking pretty good. I mean, I've only missed, I got AFC, right. I only missed, I, so I missed Seattle. Um, and then I missed, so I missed two games really so far. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know why we're pulling this up, but <laughs> why yeah. not see how we're doing. Right, you can't find it. You're, you're all I good. found mine. I found mine. So let's pull okay. it up. Yeah. So I was a bit wrong on uh, on... a. <laughs> well, you got three. You got, I got oh, Cle- I guess on Cleveland KC. So you're... I got Casey Buffalo picks. I mean, actually, I really only messed up my uh, the Baltimore one you're... for the yeah. AFC. And then, but on the NFC, <laughs> I had some fun with Washington, Seattle. I mean, dang, New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm a bit but wrong. But in the end, we each got three. All right. But one of your Super Bowl teams is out. You're a Super Bowl champion is out. So Yep, yep. So I have three. My uh, three of the teams in uh, the in the conference championships are still there for me. So it's it's all right. We uh, It was a decent. We did all right. Decent. Uh, not bad. But, yeah. So now we will jump to talking about what we saw last week. Okay. We're just going to go in order here of what we saw. So the first game being the Rams and Packers, um, to be honest, I didn't even watch this game too, too much. I actually was busy when this game was on. Um, so I'm going to start with you here, Mac. What were your thoughts on this game uh, on Aaron Rodgers' performance? And 
I mean, Alan Lazard, our boy, had a day. So hopefully oh, yeah. we can replicate that this uh, this week. So, yeah, what were your yeah. thoughts on this one? This was a great game by Green Bay, and you're going to see uh, see it later when I reflect my pick um, for our conference championship picks. I mean, going against the number one defense in football, one of the best pass rushing pass rushing uh, defenses, one of the best coverage defenses, one of, one of the best run defenses, and uh, you're specifically looking at pass rush, and the Packers, they allowed no sacks against Aaron Donald and all these guys. So that's going to be something I'm going to speak on later. So a lot of these things I'm going to be speaking on later of how they played this week. But for Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, these guys to have big, big days against this Rams uh, front seven, that blew my mind. You're seeing some great play, not by one of these running backs, but it seems like all these running backs, A.J. Dillon had average the lowest amount of yards per carry and at 4.5 that just speaks volumes of how good of uh, this Packers uh, run run offense could be when th- they get things going and then for Aaron Rodgers he put up almost 300 yards and two touchdowns against Jalen Ramsey and uh, this really good pass defense of the Rams Devontae Adams I mean this was probably his best test of the year I don't know who could stop him right now if you saw um, what he did to Jalen Ramsey that was Jalen Ramsey Jalen Ramsey's worst game of the season and uh Devontae caught nine balls and he uh, even got a touchdown in there. So this was great by the Packers. And I think they're going to reflect it this week. But on the other hand, for the Rams, really couldn't get things going. Their defense is what's really made their team. And as you said in previous weeks, that's what, what carries them and what will carry them to the future. And they couldn't stop anything. All their strengths became weaknesses this game. And then we also keep speaking volumes on a player like Cam Akers, especially going against his run defense of the Green Bay Packers. He averaged five yards per carry, but had 18 carries with an injured Jared Goff. I mean, you can't really see that. You can't be having 18 carries with an injured quarterback, and you know you're going against a defense that struggles against the run, and your running back has been putting up crazy numbers the past three, four weeks. You can't have 18 carries, and I think if that number was up, maybe seven carries, and you had about 25, uh, this game really could have been different. It could have helped a lot, even just a few carries. But in Jared Goff's case, uh, he completed the ball. He just wasn't able to get the big yards, wasn't able to get the big gains. And you're looking at receivers, and – Robert Woods, a player who needed to step up without Cooper Cup, he didn't uh, play well yet to see Josh Reynolds come up, make some catches. But really, this game all came down to the defense of the Rams and then the pass offense of the uh, of the Rams also not being able to get going, especially considering the limited amount of carries that they gave Cam Akers. Yeah, uh, I, I like a lot of what you said there. I mean, starting with the Rams here. Uh, you see how Jared Goff did, you know, he, he was injured. He's banged up. He played pretty well. Um, you know, there's turmoil apparently with him and McVay. So we'll see what happens there this off season. Cam Akers, he ran the ball well, but like you said, I mean, it's not like they, you know, they had a bunch of backups who got like 10 carries as well. And we're doing yeah. all, they had 19 carries, including one from Jared Goff. That really cannot happen uh, with this team. This team needs to run the football. We said, uh, you know, our, our emphasis on last week's episode was running the football is going to win games. You're going to see the teams that run the football well, are going to be the teams that win the game. And, you know, the Packers, in the end, outran them. I mean, Aaron Jones uh, was more was more dominant. They also had Jamal Williams and Aaron and A.J. Dillon. You see they rushed the ball here, you know, 32, 36 times if you count Aaron Rodgers. That's what wins the game, running the ball. And like you said, the pass attack was there. And, and the only way the Rams were going to win this game was, was with their defense. If their defense showed up and played a stellar game, and they just didn't. They allowed 32 points. Uh, you know, the Packers offense did kind of get shut down a little bit in the second half. They, they toned it down, but the offense couldn't get it going. So, um, you know, in terms of the passing game, uh, I'm not sold on Robert Woods as, you know, a stud weapon. I just think, you know, he's this all right guy who kind of always has been there. Um, and, you know, he's, he's good. But, um, you know, this offense kind of needs a revamp for me. Uh, Cam Akers seems like he'll be a star. He's, you know, great guy to have as you're running back the future. Who knows what's in store for Jared Goff? You know, he had a relatively solid season. Um, you know, he's banged up, but the receiving core, the tight ends are, you know, they're whatever, but they got to get him more involved. I mean, you've got two guys in Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett who are two great tight ends, and, you know, they're combining for two catches for five yards. That can't really happen. You're not going to win football games when you don't use your tight ends like that. Um, you know, the Packers, they're using uh, Robert Tanyan four for 60. Uh, you know, they got guys like Mercedes Lewis are great blockers. So, you know, Overall, really good win for the Packers. And, you know, on the flip side for the Rams, it was good they got to the playoffs, good they won a game. So I think it's a successful season for them after missing the playoffs. But we'll see. It might be time to uh, to reset some of those pieces on the offense, and we'll see what happens. Yep, yep, for sure. 
This one was a low scoring one in okay. Buffalo. 17 to 3. The Buffalo Bills are one win away from the Super Bowl. That is crazy. Um, Lamar Jackson left the game late with a concussion or had to enter the protocol. Um, I'm going to start with you here, Mac. I mean, really low scoring game, really, you know, came down to the end. And really, that Lamar pick six was kind of the, uh, kind of the decider. I mean, that's what separated this game, obviously. So, what were your thoughts on the game? What were your thoughts on the Bills win? Honestly, I don't even know much about this game. I think I saw the first quarter, was, and then I honestly just crashed. So uh, this based <laughs> off my m- memory of the highlights and uh, the few things I saw. But Josh Allen, uh, he did what he had to do against his Ravens defense, and I think 206 yards, that's great uh, stepping stone going against this great secondary of the Ravens. And then you're going to a player like Stephon Diggs. How could he do against these elite cornerbacks, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and he drops 106 yards? That is insane. This guy cannot be stopped. I think him and Devontae Adams are the two receivers that almost rarely ever will get shut down right now. And Stefan Diggs proved that. I mean, he's going to have a big game this week, and that's how they're, that's going to be the key for them winning now on. Uh, but I kind of briefly mentioned this last week, the running game. Well, we generally spoke about the running game, but for the Bills, I mentioned they have to run the ball against this defense, and especially considering how good their pass defense is. We're not able to do it, and uh, they still were able to come away with a win. Only ran the ball, what is that, 16 times? I mean, seven of them coming from Josh Allen. And, uh, yeah, so that's really not going to cut it. I don't know if you're going to be able to score against some of these better teams like the Chiefs uh, running the ball that little. Uh, You're going to have to control the clock. But on the flip side for the Ravens, as you said, Lamar Jackson left early. Tyler Huntley came in. uh, But it kind of starts with this. We were speaking of how Lamar was – kind of turning back to his 2019 form and uh, running the ball really well. This week he came out nine carries, but didn't do anything. Didn't do crap. 3.8 yards per carry, nine carries, 34 yards. How are you going to win? Normally this guy's your leading rusher when you're winning games over these running backs. You don't have him as your leading rusher. He's number three on your team. You're not going to win games. So you see those numbers and you're thinking, oh, some of these other guys, they got to be going off if Lamar Jackson's not leading there or one or two. Um, leading uh, or first or second in their uh, run game that week. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins didn't really do much either combined for 20 carries. So that's kind of a low point for them. They got to get back to running the ball and figuring that out. That's their identity. And uh, they weren't able to do it. But one guy said has to have a decent game. Marquise Brown. How could he do against a cornerback like Trey White? 87 yards, only four catches. But that's a stepping stone in the right direction. I think he could be a good complimentary piece there in the future. But Ravens didn't run the ball well. And uh, the, the Bills, uh, Stefan Diggs is really key for them. Yeah, I think the Ravens season, uh, you know, if you're looking back on this season, you know, people are saying this team would be one of the best in the league. This team would, should be the favorites. They're going to be unstoppable. Their offensive weapons is honestly just pathetic. I mean, this team has no weapons whatsoever. I mean, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, Des Bryant, like, dude, these, this is a joke. Like, the problem what they are, they're running into is they've spent all this money on the defense, and then O-line also has a lot of money, too, with the, uh, the contract of Bronny Stanley now. They've spent way too much money at those positions. They have completely forgot about wide receiver. And, and I mean, Mark Andrews had a good, good season, but I've talked about this in the past. That tight end group last year was a key reason why this offense was so successful. They had – Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, and Hayden Hurst. Those three were beasts. They were able to, you know, get open. They were really key weapons for Lamar. You know, you take away two of those guys this year. You just have Mark Andrews. And the, the passing attack kind of just – it just fell off. I mean, Lamar Jackson had a, a terrible season passing. He couldn't pass the ball. And, you know, yes, he had his MVP season. But, you know, this makes you think, you know, our defense is figuring him out. What's going on? The running game for him this season, you know, it was good. But – uh, uh, you know, it was good towards the end, but here nine for 34, they can't happen. This team has to run the ball better. Like you said, um, you know, they ran the ball, you know, 30 times, but what they get like 110 yards, you know, that's not really great. I'm not counting Tyler Huntley. Cause that was kind of just in the garbage time there, but you know, 30 for 110 when you're supposed to be, you know, this dominant rushing attack is just not acceptable. And on the flip side, you know, their defense did their thing. They, their defense did what they had to. They limited this Bills offense to 17 points. That's what, you know, that's as low as about you're going to get this Bills offense to. And even one was a pick six, so really 10 points from the Bills offense. And, you know, you got to score points. You got to get in the end zone. That's the key. You know, obviously it was a windy game. There was a bunch of missed field goals on both sides. But you got to get in the end zone. That's the key here. And the team that won the game was the team that got in the end zone. Josh Allen played good. The running attack, like we said, it's just non-existent in Buffalo. Um, It's going to be something they need to to fix in the future. I don't know if Zach Moss is going to be 
the the future there. He's obviously out for the season with an injury, but um, the passing attack is great. Stephon Diggs is a superstar. You know, you've talked about and you touched on John Brown. They get involved. You know, they still have Cole Beasley, zero catches for a second team or all pro. The fact that he got that is is ridiculous. But um, their defense played great. Their defense held Lamar. Um, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Obviously, against the Chiefs, it looks like Pat's good to go. Um, and we'll touch on that next. But yeah, overall, good win for Buffalo. They proved that you know they don't have to. You know, their defense is is elite, and they can uh, they can stop any attack in the well, any you know maybe not the Chiefs, but uh, <laughs> they passed the test again this week. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens this week. And that'll take me to the tough one. Oh boy, the Cleveland Browns could not beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've got a lot to say on this game, so. I'll start it off here. First of all, Baker Mayfield played a fantastic game, about as good as you could see from this young man. You know, the stats really don't reflect it, but um, this offense really, you know, had their struggles. This, you know, he should have had a, another touchdown. The Browns, you know, obviously the fumble, you know, we'll talk about it in a sec, but Baker Mayfield played a great game. You know, he hasn't turned the ball over a lot. You know, the one interception, you know, it wasn't his best read, but you know, you can't necessarily blame the guy. He really, no one was open. He was trying to make a pass, trying to get the, the chains moving. They had to, didn't work out there. The Baker Mayfield, fantastic game. You've proved yourself as the quarterback of the future. The running game was non-existent in the first half. I mean, they really didn't run the ball in the first half. And that's why I think they ended up losing this game is they couldn't get the run game going. And I don't know if that's because Jedrick Wills went out in the first quarter. I don't know what the deal was, but they couldn't get the run game going. Kareem Hunt really had no touches in the first half. That was also a problem. Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt was not getting involved. And you heard Kareem Hunt say, like, oh, I want to play this week. Well, why is he not out there more? you got to use those running backs. You know, they had to combine 19 carries. To me, that's not enough for this team in terms of them, you know, being this dominant running team. I, you gotta, you, you got to run the ball more there. The Richard Higgins fumble, um, you know, it's got to be a lesson to people to stop reaching out for the goal line. I know, you know, everyone says they tell their teams, but, you know, it's got – you can't risk it. Uh, the rule is, you know, it's stupid, it's dumb, but, you know, the missed – Obviously, the missed um, helmet to helmet or targeting or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, that can't happen because that obviously, you know, that's the reason you lost the football is when you get hit like that, uh, you know, your body just reacts in a way that is not going to permit you to hold the football. So that's a terrible missed call. Um, you know, you see Jarvis got a touchdown. You see him using, you know, he didn't really use, you know, Najoku had a huge game. That was a big game for Najoku. Mm-hmm. They used him well. The defense, you know, really couldn't stop Mahomes when he was in this game. I mean, Chad Henney, we'll get to, you know, that in a quick second here, but the defense really couldn't stop Mahomes. It just seemed like they were scoring and putting points on the board. Uh, You know, they did keep him out of the end zone. I will say that, you know, two total touchdowns for the Chiefs is is something to be proud of if you're the Cleveland Browns, regardless of if Mahomes missed the majority of the, the second half. But on the flip side here, the reason the Chiefs won this game, in my opinion, was Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams had a fantastic game on the ground, and we've really emphasized the need to, to of running the football. And 13 for 78, this team was expected to be a non-factor in the run game, and he was able to turn, get first yards, get yardage. That makes a difference. And obviously, the two top guys, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're superstars. And, you know, the speed kills, and, and you really saw the Browns secondary. They got burned by the speed. They got burned by McCole Hardman. They got burned by Tyreek Hill. And, you know, Chad Henney comes in. You know, he gave him a chance with the interception. There was some terrible clock management. Gave the Chiefs the ball. You third and long runs, great play, and then Andy Reid draws up a great play. So great coaching. Chad Henney got the job done. Tough loss for the Browns. Their fans uh, and the team should be proud of what they accomplished. But overall, really tough loss. I feel like they should have won this one. Obviously, if Mahomes is in, they probably uh, will not win this one. But still, um, you know, glad Mahomes is doing okay. First of all, but tough, tough loss for the Cleveland Browns. Yep, yep. I'm going to start off with the running game for the Browns. And as you said, uh, the carries, 19 carries, just not enough. You see they're averaging 5.3 each. And also you said Kareem Hunt, before and coming into this game, he says he wants to play. This is the team that caught him after that in- incident a few years ago. He wants his revenge. And it kind of seemed like he was starting to prove it towards the end of the game. So it makes no sense to me why you wouldn't put him in. You only put him in for six carries. And really, it seemed like not even at all in the first half. I could be wrong if maybe he had a carry or two in the first half. But I believe I don't think he did. So this is all the thing he did. Yeah. yeah, you had to get him involved. And nice and carries isn't going to cut it. This has to be a team running the ball thirty times, maybe even more than thirty times a game if you want to win. Uh, if you want to win these games, you got to start with the run and then let Baker Mayfield do his th- do his thing. And as you said, Baker Mayfield had a better game than than 
than the stat the stats say. Oh my, I was messing those up. But I mean, <laughs> one interception, bad read. The only problem I have with it was that's a key down, a key situation. You had to make a play, yeah. and you had to go down and score, and you make the the wrong read, throw an interception. I think you just had to get the ball out of his hand, uh, try and throw that away. But uh, that's the problems with the young quarterbacks. You're going to expect that, and they're going to grow over time and in the next few years. So uh, Baker Mayfield has a lot to look forward to in his uh, for the rest of his career and in future years. But Going down to that Rashard Higgins uh, play, I mean, of course, and I, I think you said it perfectly quite well. He had it. He reached out for the end zone. Maybe not the best decision, but that helmet-to-helmet hit, it should have been called. That's the reason they call those hits, and you also said this perfectly. Your body will react in a way that you can't control. You're going to lose the ball, obviously, and that's why that's supposed to be a penalty. Helmet-to-helmet, you're most likely going to lose the ball. That should have been called and that should have been a touchdown. And that was really the difference in this game. The Browns should have won uh, if that wasn't called. And I think that was really a momentum shifter uh, for this entire team. But on the other hand, for the Chiefs, um, offense, they did their thing. Of course, Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey, uh, they're going to kill you with speed and uh, consistency. Those are two players who show up every game, every down when you need them most, and they show up. And you're going to Daryl Williams, like you said before. Great game, made some key plays. Uh, but really, it was uh, Chad Henney in the end when he came and won this game for them. He had that one interception, and you really needed those Browns to uh, come back and capitalize off that, but they were unable to do so. They thought they could stop the offense with uh, Chad Henney in it. They couldn't do it. Great play design by uh, Andy Reid. That was I mean, that was some of the best coaching you'll ever see with the backup quarterback in there, so credit to them. But uh, I'm proud of the Browns. I think they played well. Uh, just should have ran the ball more, and defensively, they played great, especially against this insanely good uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense. Not much more to say than that. Tough loss for the Brownies, though. It hurts. It does Tough hurt. Ball. Next year. This one is one I'm excited to talk about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mr. macaronnell has been hating on him all year. He's been texting me after these games saying they have no chance against the Green Bay <laughs> Packers, but we'll get to that shortly. Yep. You obviously see the return of Rojo, so I think it's actually good we, we took Rojo out. I, I didn't realize he really played so much last week. But yep. Drew Brees, last game ever potentially. Still hasn't come out and said he's retired, so yep. um, we don't know. They had that trick play with Jameis. That was cool, um, but three interceptions, 130 yards. It just seems like the end is here. It just seems like He's out of gas, out of steam. Michael Thomas, zero catches. He got locked up. He obviously apparently was dealing with some big injuries. He's having you know huge surgeries at the end of the year. But, Mac, I'm going to start with you. Right. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game and everything that occurred? You know, I just wanted Tom Brady to get 26 more yards. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, if he got 26 more yards, I had a good chance at winning uh, uh, draft tickets to next year's draft. So, that got me tight, but I was rooting for the Bucks at that point. Uh, but overall, first off, I'm just going to say with Drew Brees last game, I mean, that's not the way you want to go out. And this entire game really was because of Drew Brees. I don't think that this game would have been close if Drew Brees didn't have those three turn turnovers. You looked at what they did in the first quarter, really shut the Buccaneers out. They put some points up and they were controlling controlling the clock, just controlling everything. Their special teams was going off. Uh, when Harris uh, got injured, things kind of turned around. And yeah. most of these uh, turnovers, I'm going to say, they really weren't because of good plays on the Buccaneers' defense. They were because of bad plays by Drew Brees. And that's something you're not going to see often. So, overall, this was a bad performance by uh, Drew Brees, and I think he cost them the game. And uh, I saw a stat, I remember the exact amount of points, but almost all the points that the Buccaneers sco scored were off the turnovers of the Saints, the fumble and the three interceptions. So, if these, those turnovers weren't there, I mean, the Saints really could have knocked the crap out of the Buccaneers this week. And then you saw Thalvin Kamara, the run game was going well, and uh, Drew Brees wasn't. I'm surprised they didn't get him the ball more. You had to get him the ball more once you saw Drew Brees uh, making his mistakes. I'm not sure if that was because they wanted Drew Brees to have good potential final game or not, but if you wanted to win this game and make it to the NFC Championship, you had to switch things around and get Alvin Kamara the ball. They didn't do that, and uh, that's a big reason for the loss. So this game is more on the Saints messing things up in the turnovers uh, than it was the Buccaneers actually winning. But credit to the Buccaneers, and I guess the most important thing I'll say is those turnovers, all the points came off of it, and that's what you really want to see. You don't want to get turnovers and not get the points. Buccaneers got the turnovers and got the points, but this week versus Packers and uh, Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't throw many turnovers, you're going to have to start uh, putting some drives together unlike they were uh, doing in the beginning of this game. Great game from the Buccaneers is what i got to say. And, uh, you know, look, the turnovers, you can say what you want about it, if they're cheap or not. You know, the fumble sure was, and that was a great play yeah, by Antoine Winfield. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, Drew Brees just, you know, I think it's just been clear this year that uh, he's out of gas. He doesn't have it anymore. You know, you look at a guy like Brady, who's older than him. Brady had a great year. Brady clearly still has the talent, the arm speed to get there. Um, but I agree with you. The Deontay Harris injury was key. I mean, you saw on those punt returns, you know, he housed one at one point that got called back. He, you know, first possession, the Saints had, they were right there, like in the red yep. zone, I think maybe. Um, you know, that wins you these games. Um, and that was a momentum shifter. But on the Buccaneers offensively, they didn't turn over the ball. That's huge. You know, we saw in that game, I, I think it was like a Sunday, I think it was Sunday night game against New Orleans. They turned the ball over a lot. I mean, that was a, I, I don't, I'll actually check uh, in there, 38 to three loss. Tom Brady had three interceptions. So, and, you know, Drew Brees had zero. So you kind of can see the, the tail of the tape with these two teams is really the turnover. And it seems like one team is dominating it um, each time they've played. And in this case, the Buccaneers won the turnover battle. They forced four and they didn't turn over the ball. Um, you know, Brady played great. Obviously, Mike Evans getting locked up is just comical at this point. One for three <laughs> yeah. and a touchdown. It's just like, goodness gracious. But uh, Godwin played good. You know, he, he uses all his weapons. And the run game, I mean, this is what you want to see. 30 carries for 125 yards. Great job with Rojo and Leonard Fournette there combining uh, to get the run game going. That's what you want to see there. And, you know, Brady, you know, it was a tougher – it was a tough defense. It was a tougher defense than he's going to face this week, I would say. Um, you know, and he – Threw 200 yards, two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball. That's the key. Special teams, they were good defense. They were good. You see all these studs. And, you know, the key this week, they might get Vita Vea back. If they get Vita Vea back, this team all of a sudden really could have a good chance uh, to win this whole thing, honestly. I think Vita Vea could be a difference maker and allow them to even go and, you know, beat the Chiefs or the Bills. We'll see what happens. But that's all I got to say on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you have anything more, if you want to jump right in to uh to the Buccaneers once again against the Packers all right I think we're ready to jump in I don't know if you want to start off with the Chiefs or not because this one may get a little bit uh a little spicy to we can start with the Chiefs all right yeah um all right so Bill's a little less controversial here in my opinion yep um I'm not sure how this oh because the Bills played in the wild card okay I was wondering how the wins and losses added up yeah I was a little confused but I'll start here. This one for me is going to be the Chiefs, assuming Pat Mahomes is going to play, and I believe he's all cleared, so he should be good. Um, yeah, Pat Mahomes says he's cleared to play. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I just don't think you're, the Chiefs are really stoppable. I mean, you kind of see this team when, yeah. when they try, it just really isn't fair. And I know they've had, you know, a close win against the Cleveland Browns last week, but Pat Mahomes was out for the third. You know, if he's in there, they probably score 40 points in that game. So we'll see what happens, but Buffalo, these past two weeks, have looked a little lackluster on the offensive side. They've played two great defenses. This will be the easiest uh, defense they play. But the Chiefs play a hard, hard battle. You know, they don't. They might not have the stars on defense. They do have Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, obviously. But they're going to they're gonna play hard. Dirty Dan, Dirty Dan Sorensen, he'll get you in there at some point. So you got to watch out. you got to see what they do. This team's really good. Uh, it's going to be a tough team to beat. And like I've said, I'm not going to be able to really pick against the Chiefs. I know I did last week out of kind of a fandom thing. But. Uh, I'm not going to be able to pick against the Chiefs here, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. But the Bills, you know, great team. If they get that offense moving and this becomes a shootout, the Bills can easily win this game. This is a, It's going to be a good game, but I do have the Chiefs in this one. Yep, I think you summed that up perfectly. The Chiefs, uh, you really can't root against them right now. They're Super Bowl picks for a reason. They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, they are both in, our, in both of our Super Bowl brackets for a reason. And the Bills, they're going to have a tough job this weekend. It's Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey especially. I mean, this guy is probably the most consistent player in the, in the league. He's there third down, third and long. He'll be there wide open, make a play. Even if he's not, he'll somehow come up with the first down. That's what's special about this team. I mean, they could turn nothing into something really quick, no matter the down and distance or what it is offensively. And that's why they're so special, aside from just having Patrick Mahomes, who's going to be back this week. But then you flip the, uh, put on the flip side for the Kansas City defense. They have some players, as you said, Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones. I mean, you can't count out the rookie, Legereus Sneed, who's been balling out this year. Yes. Um, so this game, I think Stefan Diggs – Every game, he's going to ball out. But this defense is going to have to put up uh, a fight against his Bills offense and passing offense. I know the Bills offense, uh, well, the run offense specifically, it's probably not going to get going. It really hasn't get, gotten going. So it's almost <laughs> it's not going to be going. Let's hear it. So it's really the Bills. Contain Josh. Though. 
Yeah, it's just the Bills passing offense versus Kansas City entire defense. And I think Legereus Sneed and uh, Tyron Matthew on the deep end are going to try and prevent some of these deeper plays that happen from some of those more speedy guys on the Buffalo side. But offensively for the Bills, uh, wait, no, excuse me, defensively for the Bills, I think they could have a chance of putting up a good fight versus Kansas City Chiefs offense. They got players at the linebacker position, defensive line, uh, cornerback safeties. So I think this is a team – out of every team in the AFC that has a chance to beat the chiefs. But right now I think the chiefs, they're just too unstoppable. Uh, just come clutch in every situation they could possible probably have the best coach in the NFL right now. Uh, so can't root against the chiefs. Yeah, I think that's pretty well said, but should be a good one. And I know, uh, you know, my grandma's a big Buffalo <laughs> fan. So uh, if they do win, yeah, I'd be happy for her, but now moving on to the one that's you know we strongly disagree on, and this might this segment depending on how it goes might end up on uh, on OTA clips depending <laughs> on how it goes here. Bucks Packers, we both have different opinions here, Mac. I'm going to start with you. I know who you're picking, but explain to me why you think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this football game. Yep, Packers are going to win this one, and I'm going to start off by saying you keep bringing up. We were texting right after the Buccaneers won last week. You kept saying. There's no shot. The Buccaneers, they destroyed the Packers last time. And you said, and you also said they've been on fire recently. But also have the Packers. After those three losses early on in uh, November, they've been hot ever since. And they've quite honestly played the better teams since that point than the Buccaneers have. The Buccaneers have played teams like the Lions, the Falcons twice, uh, the Panthers. Some of these I mean, the Packers play the Lions, too. Yeah, but they had teams yeah. like the Titans. They had the Bears, a better defense. And they're still lighting all these teams up on fire. You have Aaron Rodgers, who... Uh, actually, I'm going to go back to that game. He had two turnovers. He didn't even have five – well, two uh, interceptions specifically. He didn't even have five interceptions on the entire season. That's not going to happen again. You're going against the Buccaneers' uh, pass defense. That's ranked 21st in the league. You have Devontae Adams going against Carlton Davis. That's a matchup. You saw what he did last week for Jalen Ramsey. There's absolutely no way that, uh, that, that mm. they can stop Devontae Adams in this pass offense, especially in the conditions considering that I believe – I think it's going to be snowing or something like that during this game. That's when the Packers quite honestly play best. I mean, yeah, I don't even really know what to say. You got weapons all over Robert Tynion who broke out a huge red zone threat. And then especially once he gets the red zone, this is the best offense in the league in converting touchdowns. They're the second best offense, I believe, in – third down percentage so it's really hard to get this Packers offense off the field and if you're thinking about the pressure the defense of the Buccaneers what they're going to do to the Packers Packers have the second best uh actually not second best they give up the second fewest sacks on the entire season and that's kind of the strength I believe this Packers uh defense is the pass rush that they have and uh they also stop the run so I should probably mention that Packers probably going to struggle to run the ball they're gonna have to get the passing game going if they're gonna want to win but I don't really think the pass rush Pass rush is going to get there for either team. These are two of the best teams at a at a. Uh, what are the, what's the words? At not allowing sacks. That's what I should say. So that's probably going to be a non-factor in this game. It's really going to become who can pass the ball. And I think the Packers right now are going to have a better chance at that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver in the league. And then on the other hand, for the Buccaneers, Antonio Brown. I do think that's a big loss. That's take the eyes away from uh, some of these defenders. You, you're going to have a clear shot at where the ball is going to go. Scotty Miller last week, we believe he's uh, he's has a chance to break out, but he's not this guy that's consistently making plays in an offense. So it's really just going to be Gronk, uh, Evans, and Godwin. Jair Alexander, uh, Kevin King, this past defense is one of the best in the league this year. It's going to be hard uh, for the Buccaneers to really pass. And I think it's going to come down, whoever could get a turnover uh, will win this game. And I think Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Trusty, uh, the MVP candidate, isn't going to throw a turnover, and I think uh, the Buccaneers are going to lose this game. I'm just going to go back in time for a little bit, just check out uh, what happened. So it was 38 to 10. I don't want to focus on the score here. I want to focus on the run game. Um, Aaron Jones, 10 for 15. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm just going to start off by saying no Vita Vea, too, here. The Green Bay Packers are not going to run the ball here. They're not going to be able to get the run game going. They're going to have to rely on the pass here, right? So that's the first thing. Ronald Jones tore up this defense. You know the Packers' run defense isn't very good. So you know Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going to run the ball very well. And one thing we've talked about a lot has been running the ball. The team that runs the ball better tends to win the game. Obviously, we didn't see that with Buffalo, but the Ravens didn't really dominate in the run game. So I'm going to use that as an exception. All right. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to dominate the run game. I think they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. I think if Vita Vea plays, Aaron Rodgers is going to be taking some sacks. I mean, let's look at sacks here. They sacked him, what, three 
four or five times in this game, five sacks. Yep. Um, so they definitely get the pressure. They've got one of the best linebacker units in the league with Devin White and Lamonte David. Um, you know, imagine Shaq Barrett's playing. That'd be scary. But he's obviously out, I believe, right? Shaq Barrett's out? Yeah. Is he? Let's, it might be out. If he's playing. I'll I mean, look it up. Lord. No, he's – oh, he was playing. Okay. You got Shaq Barrett in there? I think he's healthy. Yeah, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett that. playing. Yeah, Shaq Barrett should be healthy. I don't yeah. know if he had a, as great a year this year. Just looking at the stats, it looked like he had eight sacks. Okay, he had a good year. So Shaq Barrett's in there. Yeah, so you've got one of the best linebacking cores in the league. you got a great secondary. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is great, but look what happened last time. They put the pressure on him, and he panicked. He turned over the ball, got sacked. That's going to be the key here for for the pack, for the Bucks here, and they know that. They know that they're going to have to get the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to get in his face, make him make bad passes, bad decisions. And, you know, obviously, I think if Aaron Jones gets going, I think the Packers are probably going to win this game, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Bucs are really good at stopping the run. Obviously, Kamara did do that last week, but on the flip side, they stopped the pass. So, I mean, if you trade that in, then the Bucs really got a good shot of winning because I think the pass is way more valuable than the Packers than the run is. Yep, yep. And I agree with you in terms of Antonio Brown. I think that's a big loss, uh, bigger than people may think. You know, obviously, you know, the stats aren't necessarily, like, huge for AB, huge. But um, I don't know why I said huge twice there, but – um, you know, he's a, he's a presence on the field. He takes coverage away. You got to guard the guy. You got to make sure you pay attention to him. Uh, rather Scotty Miller, you know, he's good. He had a nice catch last week, but he's not the same presence. So maybe we'll see Brady rely more on that tight end target in Gronk and Brate here. Um, but I do think the Bucks are going to win this game. I think that, that D line, that defense is going to it's going to be the difference maker here. Obviously Devonta Adams will have a great game. It's, but, um, Man, we'll see. I, I just believe that Tom Brady and this Bucks offense is going to get it going enough, and, and I think that defense is going to be able to hold off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It's going to be a great game regardless, yep. though, but I, I do think the Buccaneers are going to win. You know, I, I, I honestly could have given this to the Buccaneers if uh, last week last week's Packers game went a little bit different. I mean, you're looking at the numbers. They didn't give him a sack against Aaron Donald, as I said before. Their pass yeah. offense was cooking uh, the Rams' pass defense. Literally every part of the uh, uh, part every part of their offense was hitting on all cylinders against the best defense in the NFL. Buccaneers, I know they're up there. The pass defense is struggling, but it's really that front seven, and that's going to be a key to this game, as you said. But last week and how the Packers played against an even better front seven – and they stopped them. I'm just not sure. And Packers, I think last week kind of confirmed for me that uh, I think they have a good chance at stopping them now. And it kind of reassured me again from that previous game early on in the season, I think week six against the Buccaneers, that maybe now they have an even better shot at stopping uh, the pass rush. Well, well, I think, you know, if you, you, you want to talk about how the, you know, the Packers have gotten better, but at the same time, you look at the Bucs secondary and they got three interceptions and a fumble last week. So, I mean, we can also play that game with the Bucs secondary and say, Hey, the Bucs secondary got better too. So, um, you know, you can play whatever game you want with that. Both teams have improved for sure, uh, but the Bucks' offense has also improved. Obviously, no AB, but you know, it seems like they're more on a on a, on the same page. But we'll see what happens. Regardless, it's going to be a great game. Um, two great teams on on both these games. So we're really uh, really spoiled. But you know, Tom Brady, man. I I also you know we haven't talked about that. Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady, the guy doesn't lose in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, doesn't yep. lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he loses in the playoffs. On, and honestly. Like, aside from either team winning, I think this has a chance to be arguably the best game of the year. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Really? If it turns out it's been, turns out uh, come one of the better games of the year. The two passing uh, offenses, and I think the weather, too. The snow, if both teams start hitting on all cylinders, I think this could be a great game to watch. I mean, maybe aside from our predictions, I think this could be a high-scoring game uh, somehow uh, with, this, with the conditions that really could affect things. But I think this is going yeah. to be one of the best uh, of the year. No doubt, no doubt. Well, that actually got me thinking, um, you know, next week, uh, it's kind of an intermediate week. We'll obviously preview the Super Bowl. Next week, though, we will do NFL awards predictions. Yep, I, was, we'll predict I, I just did the same thing on my mind. The NFL honors is going to come up. So we will predict those awards, give our predictions, and we'll also do some other awards like game of the year. Um, you know, we'll do some – we'll create our own awards too. So we'll have that for you guys next week as well. Or maybe we'll even put that on OTA clips. We'll see. Uh, honestly, it might be good for the main channel, so we'll probably put it in, but maybe we'll upload it also to OTA Clips or something like that. Um, like we said, stay tuned for that. There's a lot of content coming out there. Uh, you know, we've posted, you know, four times in two weeks already. So if you want more content from us, you want to stay up to date with what's going on in sports, that's a great place to check that stuff out. Um, you know, content comes out quick there. So, um, you know, as soon as stuff starts going, it's going to be up on there. So 
um, that's kind of all I got for today. I don't know if you have anything else or if you want to wrap it up, but um, right. if you got something else, you know, I'm I'm good. But otherwise, I'm, I'm good to wrap it up. Yep, I think we're good. But everyone, uh, as you said, with OTA clips, everyone go make sure to uh, check that channel out, uh, especially we did some free agency MLB predictions last weekend. There's still a ton of free agency left uh, in the MLB. So go over there, check out what we said, and uh, that would be great for all you baseball fans. Uh, and soon enough, we should probably mention this, we're going to be doing a lot more baseball once the season ends. Yes. Uh, we're going to start figuring out some basketball things. And most importantly, we're going to try getting guests on here, some fantasy guys. Yep. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things loaded up for you guys. Um, OTA clips and this are going to be uh, rolling really soon. Yeah, and for sure. And, you know, like Max said with the guests, um, you know, we haven't reached out to a lot of people in a while. So, um, like we said, we want to keep growing the channel, um, but we are going to get some, some strong guests on. We've already had guys who are willing to come on. They are just busy. But um, I expect after the Super Bowl, a lot more guests expect to come on to the podcast as well as, you know, a lot more content. That's what we're doing, you know. Also, the audio versions are linked down below. Go follow us on, you know, Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts on. You know, the audio version, these are, are on there. So um, if you want to give that a listen, give us a follow there. That'd be very appreciated as well. But I'll let Mac wrap this one up for us. All right, everyone. As always, it was a pleasure doing this for you guys. We thank you all for tuning in and watching. Please make sure to go over to OTA Clips on YouTube. We're going to be dropping the link in the description of this video. Uh, that We're going to be posting shorter clips there, as we've said. Uh, more enjoyable, maybe more fun kind of things with friends. Less straight to the uh, – I guess less debates. Uh, I mean, more debates, but less kind of stricter, serious kind of things, you know? Yeah, it's more like breaking news, you know. It's not – you know, this has been – you know, the main channel's kind of been just like, you know, previewing the NFL, but – you know, the, that stuff's kind of, you know, focuses really on one specific thing. I would say one specific story rather than, you know, talking about things as a whole. Yeah. Yep. Perfect way to say that. Everyone, as always, thank you for watching. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on our social medias. My Instagram is Mac.Rommel. Griffin's Instagram is Griffin Senek. And our podcast Instagram is Outside the Arena Podcast. Please feel free to reach out to us there. Uh, give us any recommendations. If you guys know any guests that would be willing to come on or, if you guys just want to chat simply, but we thank you all for watching everyone. We hope you stay safe and enjoy your championship weekend.